Before you can create a healthy relationship with others, you first have to create a healthy relationship with yourself. Welcome to Let's Talk About It with your host, Dr. Janie Lacey. Janie is a nationally respected psychotherapist, and on this show, she and her featured guests will help you discover and break patterns in your life that can contribute to self-sabotage and unhealthy relationships. Now, here is Dr. Janie Lacey. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About It with Janie Lacey. You know, when faced with the crisis, it can be difficult in the moment to imagine the experience will eventually lead to some type of growth. But resilience is a person's ability to bounce back from adversity and grow from the challenge. And did you know that research now shows that past adversity can help you persevere in the face of current stress? Well, today's special guest embodies what it means to bounce back after life tries to knock you down. She is Barbara Majeski a nationally recognized lifestyle expert and mom of three from New Jersey, who appears frequently as a top network on some of the top network stations around the country. You can catch Barbara as an on-air contributor to the Today Show, Inside Edition, Good Day New York, and so much more because she is the curator of The Good Life. Welcome to the show, Barbara. Love this conversation. We, I don't know, uh, we're, we're going to cover a lot of grounds, aren't we? <laughs> we certainly are. So those that are just now being introduced to Barbara Majeski from New Jersey, what can you share outside of all the accolades and all the great things that are in your bio? Who is Barbara Majeski? Well, I think, thank you, first of all, for having me. I want everyone to know that my television moniker, this new thing is a new thing. Barbara Majeski, an on-air television personality, lifestyle expert, is everything I've invented in my 40s. I was a stay-at-home mom for over a decade and went through, uh, I went through chemo treatments for stage three cancer. And in the middle of a really difficult battle with, ke- with cancer, chemo, I don't know which was the battle, chemo or cancer, they were both just brutal. Um, I really, I came face to face with my own mortality and I realized that if this is where my story ended, I was a little disappointed in the things I didn't do. They always say it's the things that you regret not doing. And that is not just a cliche. It's true because I had left so much on the table and in the middle of my chemo treatments, I was like, all right, universe, give me one more shot. Get me out of this. And I'll never play small again. I'll never let the voices of fear, self-doubt, or the weight of other people's opinions dictate and get in my way of living my best life. And uh, I'm a woman of my word. And I got to the other side of treatment and I was like, let's go. (laughs) And where you're meeting me today is kind of living out my best life. And I hope to take people along for the ride. Well, let's go there for a little bit because you have this beautiful post of you standing outside of the Today Show studio And you quote one of my favorite authors, Brene Brown, and you said, one day you will tell the story of what you've overcome and it will become part of someone else's survival guide. So when you reflect back, as you started there, when you reflect back and you think (laughs) about your own journey and some of your greatest pain points that led to who I know Barbara Majeski to be today, the beautiful Barbara Majeski who I met in New York (laughs) City. I mean, what has been that journey that's led you to be the woman that you are today? You mentioned chemo. Oh my goodness, the survival guide quote, and I hope everyone heard that. It's so true and courage is contagious. So the reason I'm so committed to taking people 
along for the journey and not just buying into my highlight reel is because I have just kind of learned a lot of strategies and understood my, I learned about myself. Got, you know, I understood that I was the only person in my own way. I was the one person that was in my own way. I had negative self-talk. I had uh, self-destructive patterns uh, that started with my thoughts. Um, I was the only person. So nothing changed. Between, I always wanted to be on TV. The only thing that changed between the Barbara Majeski before cancer and the Barbara Majeski after cancer was I made a mind shift, a mental mind shift. It wasn't nothing about me changed. I had, uh, you know, a few less brain cells thanks to chemo, but I really just was a little bit older and I had a new strategy for tackling life. So when I changed my mind, it ultimately changed the trajectory of my life. And once I took ownership, instead of uh, blaming conditions and I decided it was me that controlled the decisions and took action. My life just started to change. It was, you know, I mean, it just started moving me in another direction. But until then, I had a lot of negative self-talk. I was like, who do I think I am to be on TV? Who, who am I to be on TV? Who, who am I? I'm not pretty enough. I'm not tall enough. I'm not short enough. I'm not blonde enough. For I am not everything I could Literally, no matter what I showed up with, look at that. My little thing said low batter. Sorry about that. Um, everything was not enough. And when I changed that, of like, who do, instead of saying, like, who do I think I am? It came, became to like, who do I think I, who am I to tell myself who I'm not? I'm not, I'm, who am I to talk myself out of living my best life? How dare I not take, eat from the smorgasbord of life? How dare I not take advantage of all the fruits that sit in front of me, all the freedoms and opportunities. And, you know, how dare I not try everything that's out there? And I would rather fail trying than fail to try. So once I started changing my mind, I ultimately changed my outcomes. As people ask me all the time, like, how'd you get on TV? You were um, you were in sales. You have a degree in health. You're like, you were never on TV. And then next thing you know, you're on the Today Show. And I used to always say this, Dr. Dr. Janie Lacey. Um, I would always say, oh, I hired a media trainer. Before you can hire anyone and before you can buy a Peloton and before you can buy a gym membership and before you enroll in school and before you buy all the books, you have to get the right mental mind game. Without that, you're going to start a lot of things and you're not going to finish it. And that Peloton is going to be on eBay. And that gym membership, you're just keeping their lights on, but your behind is not getting in shape. So it is, it's a mental, a mental game. I hope that lands. I hope that makes sense. Yep, absolutely. You know, because we do go through these pain points in life. And part of those pain points is just like if we're prepared for a marathon where you don't prepare for the marathon when they shoot the gun, we're building a muscle and it's all the hard stuff. But, you know, when, when people go through things, Barbara, you have a unique spirit about you. And I want you to talk about this a little bit because people do go through things, but not everyone gets the grit. Not everyone kind of gets up, you know, and the famous Brene Brown that comes from, um, I think, Abraham Lincoln, where, you know, you're down in the arena and, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're getting knocked down and you smell the dirt and you get back up and you start swinging. That's Barbara mm -hmm. Majeski. So mm -hmm. not everyone has gone through things and is able to come back and come back stronger. Mm -hmm. So for those people that are listening, talk to us a little bit about, yes, you had this negative self-talk, 
And then you had to change this mindset because everything was inside of you. But what were some of those things that made you decide that, you know what, I can't live like this anymore. I can't not be this uh, person that's thinking this way. And and obviously you got three beautiful children also that are relying on you. <laughs> and you know what, it's God, there's so much to dive into here. And it's the man in the arena. And um, it's Winston Churchill, if I get, if I'm getting that credit, the man who's left marred and bloodied and not the, yes. the critic, it's not the critic who counts. It's the man in the arena. And it is so true because that's a great quote. And that's a whole nother dialogue about criticism and critics that really do try to sabotage your journey to self-development and improvement and loving and living the good life. There are going to be a lot of critics on the sideline trying to take away your power and, and slow down your momentum and question your ambition. And they're, they're not in the arena. They don't have, they're not in the arena. They're, they're, it's not the critic. Who counts? Is that's part of the quote, um, and that is where daring, um, daring greatly. I must have yes. that book somewhere in my uh, whole crime scene back here, but I can't <laughs> find it. Um, but you know, just to stay on that, um, you know, I think what I had learned as for a long time, I painted everything as a negative narrative, and if I could go back and give myself any advice to myself in my twenties, instead of focusing so much on what I didn't have. I would tell my Barbara Majeski in her 20s and her 30s, and I would tell anybody out there, focus on being grateful. Focus on what you do have because what you appreciate appreciates. And in that, my, for me, my 20s were like, I, I, you know, kicking rocks and feeling sorry for myself, but everyone had more and everyone, everyone was happy. Blah, blah, blah. But I realized through my journey and what really has manifested massive abundance for me was moving out of scarcity and moving into an abundant mindset, understanding that appreciation appreciates and it is an exponential growth. But I will say in that same vein, the reason why I, I ask people to look at the narratives in their head. So instead of being like kicking rocks, but the things you don't have and the, what are, you know, what, are, you know, if rewriting all sorts of narratives. And I think just from my own, I know from my own personal journey, not feeling sorry for myself and then making myself not a victim, but a victor. And let me share this story that has come out very recently for me. I went through a very difficult divorce. It was very toxic. It was like, and I, that is Barbara was in the arena and she was no gladiator. Okay. I had never been divorced before. And it was a sport. Sorry, I had to plug you in. There I am. And it was a sport I really wasn't, I just thought, I don't know what I thought. It doesn't matter what I thought. But what ended up happening, my ex-husband hired very good attorneys. He hired celebrity attorneys and I was getting my arse handed to me. And it was a very, it was a slaughter fest and it was all of my guts and blood all over the arena getting slaughtered. And then at the very end, the case flipped and I ended up with new lawyers and there, it all of a sudden, when the movie comes out about my life, the, the end scene is like literally at a law and order. I walked in. I can't even tell you how this flipped because it was so glorious. And it was all in my favor. I stood, I stood tall in the pocket against some really strong attorneys. I wouldn't, I didn't buckle. It's a crazy story, but for a long time, I was like, they, they were abusive and they were dead. And I was like, how dare they? And I had this like bitterness and resentment. And it didn't matter that I had won in the end. What it mattered was the, the, the toxicity that was imposed upon me. Fast forward, I uh, did a transaction this summer where I bought a shore house. I made a big investment and it was, I was ner it was ner nerve wracking. And all of a sudden there was a little, a little glitch 
post the the process. No need to know the details. The important part was at the end of the day, old Barbara before this, before being in that arena would have been like, whatever to make them happy. I'll throw money at it. I will, I will contort, I would contort myself so that make everybody happy. And all of a sudden I had this moment of like, well, what's the worst that they're going to do? Are they going to take me to court? And all of a sudden, instead of being so afraid of court and somebody not liking me and somebody coming at me, I was like, oh wait, no, I just had my ass handed to me and I am strong AF. Like I'm, you can't, I was like, oh, they can't hurt me. I'm like, you can't hurt me. You can't do anything that's going to hurt me. You want to go to, you want to go to the mat on this? You want to go, you want to take me? I was like, I got this. And all of a sudden, instead of being bitter and resentful and angry, it all dissolved. When all of a sudden I realized that I had now muscles that I never had access to before. When I tell you, Dr. Lacey, I am, I'm tough as nails. And I've always thought I was tough, but now I'm real. You can't hurt me. I'm like, you can't hurt me. Now, if it comes to my kids, you can. But on so many other arenas of life in business and professional, man, come at me, but I'm going to stand firm. And all of a sudden, because I stood tall in the pocket, because I stood my ground, instead of being a victim, I I changed that story. I was like, I'm a badass mother. Like, I am so much stronger because of that. And that is the storyline that I ask everyone to start telling themselves. You are so much stronger because what happened to you didn't happen to you. It happened for you. And you now have muscles and access to resiliency and to not, like you are a victor. You are not a victim. And I learned that lesson. I was like, I've ne- I, don't, I don't identify with as a victim. I really don't. But I struggled in that space and the universe will always conspire in your favor. Trust me, folks. You are stronger because of what you have been through and you are a victor and not a victim. And now I, where did I go? I just fell off, but I'm back now. And I know that wasn't me. I didn't touch anything. Um, (laughs) So anyway, that is, it's just, it's a strong, there's a lot in there because I think so many of us, hold on to bitterness and resentment and anger and it's drinking the poison and expecting the other person to die. Mm. And when all of a sudden that it, it came full circle and sometimes you have to surrender to faith that maybe what you're going through hasn't served its, its higher calling yet. But at times you only, all you have is faith and surrender. That's it. You got those two, that's, that's it. A faith and surrender universe has my back. I'm going to go ahead and just have faith that this will find servitude. And it's never failed me. I mean, I like, man. And by the way, nobody came at me with a lawsuit. I wasn't wrong in the space, but uh, it was a difficult situation. And I'm so grateful. I wasn't afraid anymore. I was like, wait, I'm not responsible for everyone else's happiness. <laughs> when, did, when did I became the, the, the happy fairy? <laughs> so. I can completely see this picture of you just like, bring it. <laughs> I was I mean, it was like stopping in my tracks. Something like the whole story doesn't need to be told, but it was this moment where I was getting kind of bullied. I had rented out the, I bought the house with renters and I didn't want the, I wanted my house is long story. And I was like, why am I contorting myself when I can just relocate them and do the right thing and give them an offer them an upgrade. And people were like, no, you can't do that. I was like, I, 
I am going to do that. And if they don't like it, that's my house. I bought it and I'm going to relocate them. So I upgraded them. So I wasn't, it wasn't off there, but people were like, you can't do that. And I was like, I just did. And I like, I like, mm, I would have never done that without that journey of it's okay to not be liked and it's okay to go toe to toe with people and it's okay to go to the mat and fight for what you want. And, um, it was so it's, and I'm not always going to (laughs) win, maybe not, (laughs) but I learned, um, it really, it was an empowering, I I've come to a really great place and I hope it lands with somebody and understanding that maybe you need to look at your own in dialogue, you know, you you know, my marriage ended in a blaze of blaze of glory, but, I am, I don't know, I have so many stories. So keep going, keep asking questions. Greg. <laughs> but but, what, but what, one of the things I want to highlight is what you're saying is you had either acquired, you had it, you activated it, self-worth. Because self-worth comes from the inside out and then self-esteem is other focus. So you had the self-worth, you knew who you were, you knew all those things and almost with that confidence, right? Because with confidence comes courage. So Share with us, and please, I'm using a lot of the quotes I hear you um, speak about mm-hmm. being, us being in the same space, so correct me whenever I'm off. But you also wrote that or say that a wise person once said, don't be afraid to start over. This time, you're not starting from scratch, but you're starting from experience. And I absolutely <laughs> love that when I hear you say that. So for those that are listening or, or watching, and they're coming out of the storm that has led them to to have to start over, you know, as you've shared with us on your own journey. I mean, what could you share with them from also from a practical standpoint, the things that they can do to bounce back, right? To get themselves up and to realize that their future is so much better. Cause I'm sure that you can look back at those moments where you didn't feel like getting up. You're, you know, yeah. you, you post, you know, publicly your pictures from chemo to show where you've been to where you are. And to me that those are the receipts of your journey. So when you look back at those pictures and you didn't feel like getting up, I mean, what would you say to that? Barbara to those barbers that are out there in that situation mm-hmm. right now. They need to bounce back. Yeah. And I, I give everyone a big hug. Who's going through those moments, those I'm in the fetal position on the bathroom floor and I just, I can't see, you know, and Les Brown says, if you can look up, you can get up. And for me, when I've been in these moments and I, I just tapped into it of, having faith and surrender that the universe is conspiring in my favor. I I do have that even in my most, like, uh, you know, my son, um, you know, last year or 2020. So right as we're going into the pandemic, February, 2020, my 15, 14, 15 year old son, he's turning 16 this month. So I'm like, I don't know, he's 14, 15. (laughs) Um, I turned a corner and he was in a full seizure. Mm. I've never seen a seizure. I've never, I know nothing about seizures. I, I just found my son and he doesn't do drugs. He doesn't drink. This was three o'clock after school or practically still watching after school cartoons if they existed. And he's in a full seizure. And uh, I mean, it was like, I can't explain to you. Like, I, I, I didn't know what, I didn't even know what's happening. I'm screaming, call 911. And it's a big, big scene. And um, from that point forward, we had under we had learned that he, has epilepsy. So it was puberty, onset puberty, epilepsy or something and what have you. And I was completely unhinged. I was like, oh, I was still going through my divorce. We then hit the pandemic. I ended up in lockdown with my future ex-husband. I had to be in lockdown with my ex-husband who's already got his girlfriend 
in another house down the street and her kid and I'd like, and he's just living with me. I don't have a boyfriend. I don't have anything going on. I'm like, oh my God, why are you torturing me? So I'm with my, who, and the divorce, you know, is toxic and all that. And he's having a seizure. And I literally was like, I remember saying, I'm like, I don't, I don't get this. I do not get, do not, don't hurt my kids take, don't, I'll go through cancer again. I'll go, I'll have epilepsy. I'll just give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. And I really have just come to that space of like, you know, everything has a reason and a season and you have to understand that these are all part of the human experience and part of the journey and staying in the fetal position, feeling sorry for myself is not a way to live in service and to help others. So just with that story, I want to share that I met Oprah once. I didn't really meet her. I was in the after show and asked her a question, but I don't know how, why in this story, I'm always like, I met Oprah. I said, I didn't meet Oprah, but I met Oprah. I said, Oprah, I didn't say Oprah. I said, Ms. Winfrey, (laughs) what kind of advice would you give to somebody who aspired for your level of success? And she said, you can never aspire for anybody else's level of success. Success is a byproduct of living in service of others. And that to me is that lands along with surrender and faith live a life of service. You are going through something because your journey can, will help, will be somebody else's survival guide. And I know that lands with you. I know you've been through the ringer and I know that you're using your, your experience to help others and show that you can get through this. Look, you're, you're, you're a doctor now. I mean, I can barely, I can barely get through my daughter's fifth grade math. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but I think that's, those are the things, the survivorship that I lean on is, um, I'm, I'm meant to serve. I'm meant to help others. I am, uh, that is what the purpose of life is to live a life of purpose. And all of these things are intertwined. And I've never, you know, I haven't figured out the epilepsy part of service yet. I I don't, you know, I, but I'm in it and I'm experiencing it and it has all the feels, uh, you know, I get all the feels um, and I want to, you know, this is the human experience and I'm getting all of them. You know, it's very scary to live with a child with epilepsy. Uh, It's very, it it is, uh, it's a, uh, constant state of like panic. Um, and he has seizures. It, uh, now that's part of my life. Um, but I still, you know, he's, he's living his best life, just like his mother. I'm like, oh, just let's get back up. Let's get back in the game. Like, all right, you know, let's keep going. Let's figure it out. Um, take your moment to kick rocks, take your moment to be in the fetal position, but you were not meant to stay there. Nobody was meant. Everyone has purpose, potential, servitude and the universe needs you to get back on the feet and, 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 and live out that, that service. That's, those are my thoughts. You're not meant to stay there. You're meant to get back up. And it reminds me of your brand name, your club name, your podcast name, bearing Mm -hmm. it all. Tell us a little bit about how you came up with that name. (laughs) I just love it. (laughs) I love that question because bear has such a, so many connotations to it. It's bear is being authentic and raw and vulnerable and transparent. Right. And, but it's also about the things that we bear, you know, the things that we 
bear as mothers, as sisters, as daughters, as just human beings, the things, the weights, the, the troubles that we, we bear and the burdens that we understand uh, that we go through. And it's also about being a bear, like a mother bear, like a fierce warrior bear. Like, what is your bear? Like, I am a sister bear. My brother is, has special needs. Like, I will advocate to the end of time for the most vulnerable members of society. And, um, you know, what kind of, so the Bearing It All Club is all about authenticity, transparency, um, and, and adding value. So yeah, Bearing It All is all about being no bullshit, all the, you know, stop comparing your highlight reel to, you know, everyone else's highlight, especially mine. Don't compare my highlight reel without talking about the back of the house. I, I love to show a little bit more of the back of the house. I don't think I'm as good as I can be or will be, but it's a process for me. I, it's a process for all of us. So um, yeah, my bearing at all club is all about sharing the grit behind the glamour. Um, and I'm, I am writing a book all about that. So I uh, get excited for that. Uh, but I think that's what women want from each other and what humans want from each other is we want to know that we want to know the grit. And that's where people start connecting with me. Like they see me on TV and they're like, oh, that's pretty. You're pretty. You're all, you know, but then I'm like, you want to hear about the battles I waged? <laughs> you want to hear, you want to hear my war stories? Let's sit, let's have, let's have some, you know, let's have a brewski, not that I drank beer, but, and talk. <laughs> and that's where we all connect and we've all been through things. Um, so that's what the club is all about. Being bear, being bear, being the bear, 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 bear. Well, I love it. And, you, you know, you said something that's that's profound that I want to highlight it is that, you know, in a sense that you can't judge a book by its cover, right? That mm-hmm. people will see you and will think you have it all and that you just woke up out of your mom's wound and this is Barbara versus the journey, the grit, <laughs> you know, chemo, the toxic divorce. I mean, your son's uh, sickness and all this stuff, all these all these things that have happened have really gotten you to the place where, this is Barbara. And I believe you're, I think you and I are the same uh, hikes or both wearing heels that night. I think we're both five, three. <laughs> we are big in personality. I think I'm so much taller than I am. I'm like, wow, how am I the smallest person in this picture? <laughs> always, well, always. Well, well, absolutely. Well, when it, when it comes to small packages, we give a big, uh, a big, big bang. But, That's right. Um, uh, we certainly appreciate you being here with us. We have a commercial break and then we come back. I want to ask you about this uh, anonymous letter that you share publicly about and some lessons you've learned from that, especially yeah. as we talk about the arena. So we are here with Barbara Majeski, lifestyle expert on air contributor to the Today Show. And we'll be right back on Let's Talk About It with Janie Lacey. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you often attracted to unavailable partners? Feel like you can't stay but can't leave a toxic relationship? Obsessed with thinking about a current or former lover? Feel resentful that you're always taking care of the other person? The Woman Redeemed Therapy Program is for women who want to break free from toxic relationship patterns so they can find the love they truly deserve. This program is a safe, nurturing environment, essential for building self-worth and acquiring the tools to work through challenges and create your best self. We invite you to begin the journey today to start building the new you. 
Call 407-622-1770 or visit LifeCounselingSolutions.com. That's LifeCounselingSolutions.com. Are you living day by day, nervous, in fear, or constantly feeling overwhelmed? This is probably due to an anxiety disorder. Anxiety disorders can develop from many different factors and can affect each and every person differently. Anxiety disorders can develop because of genetics, personality, stressful life events, and many other reasons. The Anxiety and Depression Association of America reports that more than 40 million Americans suffer from anxiety-related illnesses and anxiety is also considered the most common mental disorder in the United States. You don't have to suffer alone. Call Life Counseling Solutions at 407-622-1770 or visit lifecounselingsolutions.com today. Has your anger ever taken you somewhere you regretted? Have you ever said something in anger that you wish you could take back? Have you ever hurt anyone as a reaction of your anger, physically or emotionally? Let's face it, anger is a part of life. We all experience anger in our lives at some point. The question we need to ask ourselves is whether this has become a habit. What matters is how we deal with it. So, call Life Counseling Solutions at 407-622-1770 or visit OrlandoAngerManagement.com today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Let's Talk About It with Dr. Jamie Lacey. To reach the show today, please call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Janie at lifecounselingsolutions.com. Now back to Let's Talk About It. Welcome back to Let's Talk About It with Janie Lacey. We are here with our special guest, Barbara Majeski on-air contributor to the Today Show, lifestyle expert, and so much more. Welcome back to the show, Barbara. Thank you. Thank you. I'm loving this conversation. I hope everybody is too. Absolutely. Not love talking to Barbara. You know, before we went to the break, I was bringing up about this anonymous lever. Left, left the finger for the listeners and the viewers. But, you know, being in the same space, I often heard you share story and I want you to share it with us and you share publicly about this anonymous letter that you received during a very rough time in your life. Can you share with us some of the lessons that you learned to help other people who get kicked by faceless, nameless, or just strangers on the internet? (laughs) Okay, so I'm going through a divorce. We talked, mom, dealing with epilepsy. We're in the middle of a pandemic. I'm doing television from home and I'm pretty much just in survival mode. And we've all been in survival mode. And somebody sent me the meanest email and it literally punched me in the gut. And I can't find it because it's in a screenshot somewhere on my miserable computer and I can't find it. But I'm going to tell you where it started and it went worse from there. The the subject line says, um, Barbara, please stop embarrassing yourself. So I'm putting myself on social media every day promoting to, to um, go uh, support small businesses because small p- businesses in the pandemic were doing like whatever they could to sell their stuff, whether they were toy stores or food. All my, I'm, a, I'm in a small town and I really, I saw everybody going out to Wegmans. I was like, don't go to Wegmans. There's a small, like, so I kept promoting 
check out our small businesses. So I was trying to keep myself in the game of, and just trying to help others. This email starts, Barbara, please stop embarrassing yourself and stop posting or something. It's, please don't embarrass yourself. And then it goes, your friends don't have the heart to tell you, but you need to stop embarrassing yourself. All, and then it just went down from there. And the worst of it is there was something in there. There are two things in there that nobody knew because I never put it on social media. I did not talk about it. It was a small, I think three people knew about this one thing. It was, so I, I had flown privately after Max had gotten sick. It, it doesn't matter. But nobody knew that I had chartered a plane, but also nobody knew why I had chartered a plane. And they didn't know that I was dealing with seizures and I was in a complete panic. And listen, I can write the check and I want to take care of my kid. But they didn't know that part, but they did know about the plane for whatever reason. And they stuck it to me. That's not public information. I don't post that. I, I don't post that anywhere. And it landed. I was like, oh my God, I don't have any. And that's when I say like, why would, <laughs> why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? I don't need to do this. I don't need to do anything. I don't need to do any. I, and I was like three seconds away from delete, close every social media account, every uh, like literally shut down any television I had been doing to that point. I was so hurt. And the the part was like, I didn't know which friend had done this to me. I don't know because it came in on an email that was jumbled. So that mean email literally came from a total coward. But instead of uh, quitting, I decided I'm a little wounded, but I'm going to keep showing up. You know, when you're not in the mood to do something, but you know, you need to do it anyway. I still did it. I still did the post of the day of the business to support here in Princeton. And I still, you know, did my lives on Instagram. And even though I was like, well, who's watching me? Who's taking stock? Here's the takeaway. What other people say about you is a reflection on them than it will ever be of you. And I showed my power because I never quit. They tried to take me down. And why somebody was so involved in my life and was so negative only reflects that they were in a bad place. Because when people are in a good place, they don't really care. They don't, that's, they're not spending time dissecting your business. What are you doing dissecting my business? You take care of your business. Get out of my business. But they're so miserable that they're attacking mine. It is a reflection on the other person. And if you are going to be in the arena of life and get in the game, you better buck up because emails are going to come in and people are going to try to steal your thunder. They're going to try to take away your mojo because when your light shines bright, it can blind other people because they want to stay in the darkness and they want to keep you there. And it is your job to put those reflectors and, and, and just beam it higher I was like, are you coming at me? I'll see you on TV next week. You know what I ended up doing because of that email? I reached out to a couple of producers. I've got some great ideas. I'd love to do a couple more segments this month. So I was supposed to do in like two segments that month. I think I did six. And I was like, really? You think you're going to slow me down? Watch me. And my next segment was supporting local businesses in the area. So I was like, oh, honey, you got the wrong woman. Yeah, she got the right woman. She got, she got under my skin. I still talk about it. But I'm telling you, when I make that chapter one and I put it out there and I put it in a frame, it's to show others that it is that is a reflection on them. The other thing to take away from that is that understanding that um, 
I forget what I was going to say. I had a really good, oh my God, my brain. It's eight o'clock at night here. It? <laughs> it is so important that that is not a reflection on you and that you have to understand, this is what I remembered. Okay. You are going to have mistakes and you're going to misstep and people are going to, it's like Michael Jordan was like, yeah, you guys all celebrate all the accolades and everything else, but I also missed a million shots. And I also missed game winning points. And I also didn't want to show up the next day because my whole team hated me and all the Monday quarterbacks or whatever, you know, the couch quarterbacks were, were handing my, you know, ass me on a platter. This is part of being in the arena. And you have to be okay with that too. It's part of it. I went on the Today Show last week, two weeks ago, and I did a smokeless fire pit that I was really excited about. And Hoda asked me, she said, Barb, how does this smokeless fire pit work? Now, I knew this question was coming because I had the same question. And that's how I prepare. I wonder if they're going to ask me. But I was like, I don't have time to research how smokeless fire pit works because I got to get on TV. And so I wanted to say sorcery. But I'm from New Jersey, so it came out saucery, and I could not fix it. I was like, it's saucery, and I could not read. I was like, it's magic. And I'm kind of laughing inside, but I was. my kids made fun of me that night. And I was like, I said the word saucery on the, on the air, and they're like, ah. But the truth is, listen, it was a mistake, and it makes me human, and I am not going to spend one iota of a second feeling humiliated or embarrassed because now that's part of my story. I don't get let nobody's going to take it away from me. And if anybody calls, Oh, she's an idiot. She can't say sorcery. That's not a reflection on me. It's a reflection on the person that's calling me an idiot. Cause guess what? I'm in the game of life. I'm on your damn TV. I'm with Hoda and Jenna. I'm one of the most iconic morning programs in America. So maybe I'm not that big of an idiot, but maybe when there's a pink, a one finger pointing at me, there's four pointing back at you. And that's what we always, you need to understand that. It's, you're going to embarrass yourself. You're going to make an ass out of yourself. And I, I, I was with the attorneys, you know, the, the celebrity attorneys, and I'm in a meeting and my attorney is like out to lunch. I, I, when they do the movie of my life, my attorney is like hungover or something. She is checked out. Jonah, what's going on? I don't know. I don't know. I still don't know what's going on <laughs> over there. And the, the case is going so bad and we're just meeting and they're just slaughtering me. They're like, literally it's toxic land. And I'm like, I got to get out. So I want to be very dramatic. You know, I want to be very dramatic. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm, you know what? We're just going to go ahead. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to leave. Like I made a dramatic exit. I was like, I think we're done here. And I pack up all my stuff and I stand up and I went to go open the glass door, but I pulled it the wrong way or so. I thought it was going to push out, but if, whatever happened, I walked right into that glass wall. I walked right into the glass. I just made an end. And so I could hear my ex-husband's attorneys laughing at me, laughing. And it was, and it wasn't like the exits, the exit I wanted to make. <laughs> no, I wanted to look all like, she, we're scared of her. We're scared right, of right. her. She stands up for herself. She, and she doesn't want to play glass door. I, I mean, when the movie comes out, there's me blood gushing and it, I have a concussion and I died, you know, the whole nine yards. But it's, I, you know what? I just said, I was like, I'm not going to, I remember feeling embarrassed and all that. And I was like, I, I've rewritten that script. I'm like, that's a really, to me, I'm like, that's a really funny kind of, that's really embarrassing. But I get to own that now. I'm like, no, no, no. You don't get to tell this story. I'm going to tell this story. And it's going to be in the movie because I want to show up flawed 
and fabulous at the same time. And I want people to see that I'm an idiot sometimes and I make mistakes, but it keeps showing up because I'm in the arena. And now I'm going to have to post that arena quote tomorrow because we are in the, we're talking about the feels of life and some of them suck. And then some of them are awesome, but you got to get in the game. You can't, you got to get in the game and be okay with the suckery. I had that on the, 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 the saucery, the suckery. You got to be okay with the saucery and the suckery. And at, at the end of the day, they still invited me back on the Jade show. I'll be on next week. I'm like, let's see if what I can do next week. And I'll be on the plaza. So I'm like, I'm going to mess up. I'm messing up in front of a live audience and a live audience. So. You definitely have a Netflix top 10. <laughs> I can see the movie scene in, in, in my head as you're playing out your, your life script. But, you know, there, there's two things I want to pull out, too, because, you know, in my own life, there's some things I've learned and I know you're going to resonate th- with this. For one, when people that we allow close to us that will they betray us or they criticize us, they're usually people that are not doing better than us. I'm just saying <laughs> you're on the Today Show. You're reoccurring. You're, you're killing the game. Right. So. Faceless people, you know, people that want to betray, usually the people that take the time to criticize and, as you said, investigate someone else's life. It's usually because they don't have a life truly of their own or they're not doing better than you. It's the first thing. And the second thing, which I want to lead into a question, right? I always use I always use the example of, you know, in my own betrayals of close friends of thinking of, you know, we're always looking for that cobra to strike, but it was that python that was real close to you, right? And, and as Tim Story, who, who I had on a previous um, episode, talked about people can't stab you in the back if you don't give them your back, right? So it reminded me of the Jim Rohn mm-hmm. quote that I, I think I even saw it on your um, Instagram, or you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So after you've walked through that in life, what does it look like for Barbara today so we can glean from your wisdom and who you surround yourself with and how do you vet people, especially if you had a snake that was in your camp? I'm going to say this. A leopard doesn't change its spots. And, you know, there's that story about the scorpion. I forget, like, it's the scorpion always stings. And I used to do this with my ex-husband all the time. Like, I would do something that he would do, like, he would do, like, something that I found very egregious. And my therapist was like, but that's, he's a scorpion, a scorpion stings. This is what he does. And yet you keep expecting different results. Like you expect the way that you would behave. And he just doesn't behave that way. And when I started taking authority of like, I just keep reacting. And I started being like, oh, I'm I'm the only thing I can do is control how I respond and not react. And then not set myself up for it. So I started, I've become very conscious of toxic dynamics by um, reverse engineering of how we got there and what role did I play and how do I avoid it? And I do a lot of, um, you know, self-reflection and and ownership of like, okay, how do, how can I get better outcomes Um, and not be like, oh my God, the scorpion stung again. And, you know, like, all these things, I'm like, not be so like on my heels. So I think that's um, one of them. And, you know, I remember, um, you know, a story about my mom, she unfriended somebody on Facebook. This is in the early years. We don't really understand Facebook and we're friending and unfriending. And she unfriends somebody. I was like, why'd you unfriend her? She was, well, she did this to me. And I started hysterical laughing. I'm like, yeah, but that's um, Aunt Helen. Aunt Helen does that that's Anne. Why are you unfriending Aunt Helen for being Aunt Helen? Like, you just literally unfriended her for being exactly who she's always been. And you just have to start accepting 
all these things. Like, you know, like I accept my ex-husband's why he is, you know, why he, I'm like, oh, no, that's why you're an ex-husband, but it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> what matters is, and he's a good man. And I do speak high of him in, um, in clubhouse because I, I've taken a lot, you know, I think that's another thing is just take the good and leave everything else, protect your energy, you know, do things and be very self-aware of your own paradigm mm-hmm. in, in these relationships. And when I talk about my ex-husband and I do try to, he's the father of my kids, my marriage was not a failure. My marriage ran its course and it ended. And he played it when we got into divorce, he came to play and I showed up with, you know, I don't know, a popsicle stick to a sword fight. You know, I just wasn't equipped, um, which will be part of my story also. Um, but he was a great, he's a great dad. And I have a lot of, I have three great kids and it's just, I don't, I, I only fail if I fail to learn the lessons and the takeaways. And I have a lot of, I learn from him every day. What, uh, you know, I've learned, <laughs> I'm learning right now, but it is, it's true. Like I learn how to not put myself in a, a toxic paradigm with him um, where I end up triggered and acting like a lunatic. I think the key that I want to highlight for for those that are listening and watching, especially in my women, my woman redeem community, is that we can't change anyone else. You have to accept people for who they are. The only person mm-hmm. we can change is us and how you respond to people. And responding to them is also what I'm hearing Barbara say. I'm just putting in my own words is sometimes they don't need to have the front row seat to your life. They can be in the balcony or if they really mess around, you call the security and get them kicked out, right? So you focus on you and not necessarily try to paint someone else to be different because there's so many people that, you know, only if he would do this or only if she would do that versus Mm -hmm. to your point, looking at your part to play. I want to take a quick left turn here. I want to talk a little bit about the Today Show and this part is how do you find the inspiration in your creative (laughs) genius, Uh, especially, you know, right now with Halloween treats and the pumpkin carving hats and the mummy as I was showing my son the the video. Um, You know, where does that come from? Is that a gift for you? Are those things that um, you know your own kids? (laughs) That's such a good question. I am a curator. And what that means is that I find I test and then I share all the fabulous stuff. I am not a creative genius. I'm not Martha Stewart. I am none of that. I am a curator. That means I test things and then I'm like, you got to try this. That is exactly what I'm like. You got to test this out. Do this, do this, do this. So when I find something and I find, I like the simple stuff. I don't like eat my pumpkin carving TikTok that has I probably 10 million views at this point. Literally, I'm not even exaggerate. That's something I would exaggerate on it. I'm not, but, uh, <laughs> um, is using a cookie cutter and a mallet and you just have, and I found that hack years ago. It's not a Barbara Majeski original. I got people commenting, Martha Stewart did this years ago. I'm like, I wasn't, I did not invent this wheel. I gotta pretend it is. And I don't know that Martha invented it either. I don't care. You know, the point is I just curate. So like those mum, the mummies, what we're, what we're talking about is you get these hot dogs and then crescent rolls, that's it. Your hot dogs, your crescent rolls. You probably got both of them and you know where to find them in your grocery store. You cut them into little doughy slivers and you wrap the hot dog like a mummy. You bake it. Your kids think you are, you're the best mother. And this takes no time and is so easy. It's piggies in a blanket. So yeah, that's where I find my ideas is um, I like, I'll go on Pinterest and something will just, I think we're all curators. We're like, that's cool. Or did, you know, and so I'm just curating the good life. That's what I call myself. I'm a curator and I curate the good life with 
uh, mind, you know, a mentality, like purpose, uh, in like a mindset is also like, I curate those quotes. They're not my, I don't, I don't think I've had an original thought in my entire life, but I do pull together really good quotes and I, I pull it together and then I can share it. And sometimes the way that you share it, or the way that I share it or somebody else shares it, like Brene Brown, it, you know, it's just landing for us. Like it's like, I know. And we've heard it a million different ways. Like Tony Robbins says a lot of the same stuff that uh, Tony, uh, Gary V says, or Grant Cardone, that they don't, that maybe it's not the, you know, it's not the message, but maybe the messenger that doesn't always land. So I just sometimes curate like the, the Jim Rohn quote, maybe how you say it, all of a sudden your clients, your friends, your they're like, oh my God, she's so right. I need to surround myself with five people because I'm the average of the five schmoes that I hang out with. I better make sure those schmoes are, you know, <laughs> some good schmoes. Go find you can take some good hash. There, there's a Barbara Majeski. Schmoes. Go find yourself five good schmoes. And then saucery is mine. Saucery, and you know what? <laughs> suckery is mine. Suckery. So maybe a suckery. So maybe I do have original thoughts. But that, honestly, I think it's an important question because I don't want people to feel like they need to like come up with some like new invention of the light bulb. Sometimes it's just taking things so you can serve others and just crafting it in a narrative that works and you know, help others. I don't know. I was, you know. Imitation is the highest form of flattery. I do like to give credit where credit is due when I can find the person who, you know, came up with the idea. I am always saying who the person and the quotes come from or the, uh, I don't know where the mummy dogs came from. They're lost in the sauce of the internet, but feel free to <laughs> DM me that you are the originator of the Crescent Mummies and I will give you the credit. Well, they do say there's nothing new under the sun. So that curating is, is maximizing and then bring it up to the, to the full. I think it's uh, so, so awesome. So, yeah. We're all curators. Yes. So th- talk to me a little bit. I want to sh- talk a little bit about your, your kids and obviously what you feel comfortable with, but what is it like for you to be a parent of a senior as you reflect on raising your beautiful kids? Cause you look like a lot younger than having a senior. We must say <laughs> a lot goes into that. Look, let's just say that that's another conversation. Ain't no shame in my Botox game, but thank you. Um, so I love my, ch- I I'm so close with my kids. Um, I love being a mom. I, being a senior, I cannot believe I get very emotional about everything and it drives him nuts. I did go to my TikTok. I have a very cool gift and somebody gave me this idea and then I reshared it. So uh, somebody told me this years ago, put a box in your kid's closet and then every time they are do sports or a play or something, some sort of like t-shirt, put it in the box. And then when they go to college, you'll make a, t- sh- a, a, a quilt of these t-shirts. And I took the advice right away. And I put this like zipper bag in, that was an expandable one. So I think that was the smarter place. So it didn't take up a lot of room. It was an expandable bag. And for the Today Show, I actually was going to uh, use it in one of my segments. And I, they, they took it off the table, but I will use it. Um, anyway, it's a quilt of all of his t-shirts. When I opened it, I was so verklempt. That is a Yiddish word for a little emotional. (laughs) And I could tell he was too when I gave it to him. And he was like, oh my God, oh my God. And so I did a TikTok on that. And I just think it's a really great idea. So for anybody that's hearing, it is not, it is again, me 
hearing something and sharing it. Um, and I also found a really great company, uh, t-shirtblankets.com that supports uh, the hearing impaired community. They employ them and they also give back. It's a, it's a great organization. So yeah, so that's my thing. I got a senior and then I've got his brother, Max coming in right behind him as a sophomore. And then I got Miss America, fifth grade. So I got to be parenting for a long time. But oh, thank you. I love She's certainly them. a beauty. Your daughter's <laughs> beautiful. But I get that. As we, wound, as we uh, wind down this episode in the last two minutes. So let's actually talk about Max. So your Max is now 35, Barbara, and he's getting his mental health checkup and he finds a safe place in America's favorite psychotherapist's office. And she asked about his childhood. She asked him to reflect on who his mother was to him in his younger years. What does he say? You know, I hope he says I was a, a, a true warrior and never I, I, I spoke up um, and I spoke loud for the things that I really believed in. Um, I was a huge advocate, not only for his uncle, Stephen, but I was a big advocate for him uh, in in the spaces I needed to be in. Um Sometimes they they call me Mrs. Goldberg because Beverly Goldberg from the Goldberg was very out was very outspoken, and I think they'll. I, I hope that he he knows that although sometimes I'm cringy, my heart and my intentionality is always in the space of service, uh, advocating for my children, for my community, and for what I believe to be right. And I, I think that's what I think that's what I'll say. And I was tough as nails and a little scary, even though I'm not that tall. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was tough as nails and a little yeah scary. I think yeah a little scary at times but loved loved like a, ugh, I love my kids I love his friends they they oh and his friends know I love them I love them <laughs> I I tell I told them the other day I'm like I'm gonna Venmo request your asses if you don't clean up after yourselves but I can say that because they know I love them but I'm like don't you mess with Mrs. Majeski or Ms. Majeski whatever don't mess with Barbara Majeski and we have uh, truly enjoyed and we're delighted that you joined us on Let's Talk About It with Janie Lacey. So real quick, how can people follow you if they want to continue to get to know you and follow your journey? Uh, BarbaraMajeski.com. Follow me on Instagram at BarbaraMajeski and follow me on the TikTok at BarbaraMajeski and Clubhouse Barbara Majeski. I keep it simple because... I like to keep it simple. <laughs> well, Barbara Majeski, wherever you go, and we certainly appreciate you being here. So in the words of our special guest, if you feel like you're losing everything, remember that the trees lose their leaves every year and they still stand tall and wait for better days to come. Until next time, this is your host, Dr. Janie Lacey. Thank you for tuning in. Let's Talk About It can be heard live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please join your host, Dr. Janie Lacey, for another edition of the show next week. 